Hey, uh, we're continuing our series this morning. I said to Steve, Steve was one of the guys left on the couch up onto the stage. I said to him, oh, it'll be funny if you actually trip over. And he actually almost did. Uh, but, um, hey, uh, sorry, that's my sense of humor. I would have found it funny. Uh, but uh, this morning, uh, we're going to continue our, uh, our series, which is on the spiritual senses. And uh, the first week we looked at uh, seeing, and last week we looked at the spiritual sense of hearing. Today we want to look at smell, uh, and we've got a different lineup. Instead of a sermon, we're going to have a panel, uh, which is going to be really cool. But I thought I'd just give you a little bit of an intro uh, to this. So basically the Bible speaks about our prayer life uh, as like spiritual uh, a spiritual smell before God. So it's like incense before God. So the Bible says uh, in Psalm 141, may my prayer be be set before you like sweet incense, like a sweet aroma in your presence. And so in Revelation 5.8, we see as well, and this is a crazy picture. And I encourage you to, if you ever get a chance, uh, turn your Bible to Revelation 5 and and read this because it says that the angels present to God golden bowls which are full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Which is, it's it's a pretty full on picture when you think about it, but it actually tells me that how much our God values our prayer life. To think that in heaven there are angels with these golden bowls and they're full of incense, which are the, the prayers of the saints. They're your prayers, they're my prayers. So I don't know if you prayed today or, or, or you prayed this last week that just went, but that our prayers are in this golden bowl and, and they, they get presented before God. And that shows me, you know, this God who, who is the King of kings and Lord of lords, how much He values our prayers. And so we want to unpack this a little bit this morning. We want to look at this area. So I'm going to welcome up our panel. We've got Kathy Vass this morning. You can come now, Kathy, to the stage. It's a bit like The Price is Right, isn't it? Steve Mack, you can come on down. The Price is Right. We need some Price is Right music. And who else we got? Casey Cleary. Where are you, Casey? There we go. These are our contestants. Just grab a mic. Actually, you're going to take this mic. Cool. Well, it's great to, great to be here, guys. Welcome to the show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're going to look at this area today, prayer. We're going to unpack it a little bit. And um, it's great to have these guys uh, on here. For those who don't know, Kathy Vass is the prayer pastor at Bayside. And uh, she's a legend. And uh, I've known... Kathy, for quite a few years now, uh, we've been in many prayer meetings together, uh, which has been really cool, always just uh, spurring each other on and encouraging each other, uh, so she's amazing, and Casey I've known for quite a few years as well, and uh, Casey, you probably would have seen Casey, she leads worship, and uh, she also leads the Young Adults Connect group here, she's doing an amazing job, and Big Stevie Mack is a legend as well. We actually just ran out of people, so we, we, we didn't have anyone else. So we thought, oh, we'll just ask Steve. He's in the car park this morning. We arranged it. Nah, nah. It's good to have you on, mate. Um, so I just 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 before we get into this quickly, uh, maybe we'll just uh, share a little bit about who you are. Maybe maybe a hobby. I, I don't know if you enjoy long walks on the beach or or uh, something like that. Just just so we can know a little bit more about you. Yeah, well, I thought I'd go with a, a recent passion when 
uh, Aaron mentioned it before. I went to a ho on a holiday to Port Stephens just a month ago and I discovered that I'm passionate about whale watching. It was just quite addictive for me. I could sit on those beautiful hills and watch, you know, whether you've got binoculars or whether you're out on a boat, you start, your eye just gets really tuned to the spouts of water and then seeing them come up and do whatever they're going to do for you. So that's my latest passion. That's cool. A uh, relatively new one for me is riding real motorbikes, Harleys. So that's been, as opposed <laughs> to these Japanese rubbish, so that's been a, a most recent passion. It's been really fun, something to pick up in my 40s. It's been good. You don't look in your 40s, by the way, mate. You're looking great for your age. Um, and I am a lover of summer. I am ready for winter to be over. I recently spent two school years in the States and was over there for their winter and over here for our winter, so I had five winters in a row. Oh my goodness. So I'm ready, ready for summer. Oh yeah, amen. So uh, we're, we're gonna get onto this. So just the first question, we wanted to look at, I guess, when you guys started praying or, or when, if there's a highlight or something that stands out to you that you can think of when, I guess, praying became something that was real for you. Maybe Casey, do you wanna start? Yeah. Well, I grew up with a father that had a huge value for prayer. So as a kid, I would come into the living room and I would find my father praying and the atmosphere in our home was just this beautiful sense of the presence of the Lord. Um, and as a child, he sort of encouraged me to pray and prayer for me was more of just a pre-prepared speech that I would sort of say and then sort of check that box that I'd prayed for the day. Um, and it wasn't until my early teens that the penny sort of dropped that prayer was an actual conversation with God. And not only would he listen to me, it wasn't that he would just overhear me, but that he would take the time to listen, but that he wanted to speak to me as well. Um, and as I began to discern the voice of the Lord, um, I just began to realize the power in his words. And when you think about the tool that God used to create the world, it was his voice. And so there's power um, when we take the time to, to listen to his voice. But um, I, I work as a nanny. And um, something that I love about kids is how much they wanna be a part of whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. whether it's mopping the floor, doing the washing, just the most boring jobs. They're just like, yeah, you're doing that, I wanna do that too. And I felt like the Lord said to me, Casey, that's exactly what I am like. I don't mind what you're doing. I don't mind if you're in your room and you wanna pray, if you're driving, if you're getting ready, if you're at work, I wanna be a part of your day. Mm, so. That's good. Are you Stevie? Awesome. Um, for me, I grew up in the Anglican church when I was a kid, and I've got three um, very specific things that happened to me. The first one was growing up, we used to every Sunday read the Lord's Prayer in church. I don't know if there's any other Anglicans out there, but we um, used to do that every week and go through the prayer and that sort of stuff. But that, it grounded me in a, you know, a way of praying, a, a way that I wanted to connect with God. And then we um, came over to the Pentecostal side in, when I was just married with Tracy. And um, I got baptised in a pool and sort of leading up to it, thought, all right, God's going to, you know, ch change me radically and all sorts of marvellous things are going to happen. And, you know, I got baptised and got wet. 
And then um, <laughs> when I was driving, driving home in the old HX Kingswood, just out of Warrnambool, all of a sudden God started to, you know, there's just something rose up from within me and I started to speak in tongues. And it was sort of like weird because you sort of expect someone have to be laying hands on you and 20 people around you all praying in tongues and all that sort of jazz. But no, God just spoke to me one on one and all of a sudden that came. And the other most, the other significant part, and I don't know about, don't know about you guys, but for me, praying's a bit like, sometimes it's like you're in the middle of the river and you're you know, swimming and it's wet and it's great. And then other times it feels like you're swimming on the beach in the sand. Mm -hmm. But this one particular season or time, I went out to um, what we called the paddock. And we just, I just went out there and found that God was there and he walked with me. And um, it was a very significant time of, you know, just knowing that God was with me and that we could walk together, we could talk together as friends, as, as him being my mentor, my, my leader, my saviour my king, but someone who'd take time for me personally, so. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I'm just thinking that even as a little girl, I know I used to love to pray, but I had a, I have a Catholic background, and so my fear was because the nuns would always say, you know, God could be calling you. So I remember I'd pray under the sheets, don't call me, because my desire was more than anything to have a husband and children, and I'm realising now that the the flip side of that is that when I had the husband and two children at that stage was when I really came back to God in a big way, found a church like this because I needed to pray. I just knew I needed to be, could be a better mother. I knew there was something on the inside of me that just wasn't connecting properly. So a church like, you know, like this where I started to have the word of God taught and I agree with Casey, it came alive when I realized God was talking back to me. And I'd be praying, and then I'd be hearing things that were so contrary to my thoughts. Uh, and an example of that would be um, we were praying with my friend Rena, because you know that's what we did at the when we started coming to a church like this. We thought, what can we do? So we started praying with our for our community, the two of us, and so forth. And one day we were praying, and the Lord would dropped into my spirit Sandringham East Primary School, which is where my children go. And my thinking at that point was so blinkered that I'm like, but God, what could you do with a state school? What could you possibly do? Rena's children are in a Catholic school. God's in that school. And that's how closed my thinking was. But God continued, and, and then he did some amazing things through that, which we might talk about later. But all you know or being in the supermarket and god telling me buy this get that do that and hearing the holy spirit direct you in very practical ways just made everything i did exciting transformed everything mm, that's really cool and and you just touched on how you're praying with rena yes i know she's one of your good friends mm. um and so I think there's something powerful about that when we actually join with other people and pray. And so I suppose there's the, there's the personal side of prayer where, where we start communing with God in our relationship with him. Um, but then I guess there's another side, and, and Kathy, you started to touch on that as you were, I guess, praying with her. It's like faith started to build yes. for the community and for other people. Yes, and yes. We, we were praying for our community because the church we were going to was a 45-minute drive away. So we didn't, we couldn't with small children be as involved as we wanted. And I'll never forget the first when God said to me, ask the girl down the road to come and pray with you. And I'm like, I can't do that, God. You know, I, what will she say? But, you know, I, I 
took the plunge and went and asked her and she came and sat at the table with us and the first thing she did was burst into tears and talk about her son and how she was really looking for you know support and answers and prayed with us and Rena and I with that prayer group we prayed for you know it was a 10-year um, plan or 10 years that we did it and over 80 women in our community and most of them not churched at the time would come at different times and pray we had the um, Anglican minister come and pray with us I met Christy Buckingham in that prayer meeting before I was at Bayside um, we had uh, the uniting church person Sandringham East as a school was transformed Lisa McGinnis Smith became a mother there and initiated a prayer group for that school and so we ended up praying for all of our primary schools kinders secondary schools um, I don't know if uh, Lynn Lewis one day just walked down my driveway which is Davinia's mum and just said oh, I heard prayer was on like she just turned up to pray so we had an amazing experience as Aaron said praying for our community there's something about when you step out and and God will give you projects and encourage you there are people to pray for everywhere and some of it starts in your home in your private time and then it, as you get confident he will start to encourage you in the supermarket to just encourage someone or in the street or even here at church and as you get bolder you start to experience even I don't know more of God God gives you more courage and your courage together and his supernatural on your natural and you find yourself doing and praying and in experiences you never thought you would have and it's so exciting that's why prayer is so exciting mm -hmm. you know if for anyone that thinks it's dull then you know you need to be stepping outside wherever you, you know your comfort zone and and get with someone as Aaron That's said really that to, will encourage you you can tell why she's the prayer pastor hey? <laughs> but uh, you know it is so cool and I think um, I guess from a different angle praying with someone I guess it provides accountability I guess to keep praying but also just um, you know last week we spoke about hearing from God and sometimes we th we think we've heard something from God on our own but when you're actually doing the journey with other people it's good having that accountability because sometimes the things we think we've heard from God are actually just weird, wacky, that wasn't God speaking. So doing the journey with people, and it's the same in prayer, as you're praying uh, with people, it, it provides an accountability. Um, and I know times where I've prayed with Kathy, are always praying in line with, with the Bible, and, and, and I guess that's something you grow in as well, learning what the scriptures say and learning how to pray in accordance with God's will, not just kind of whatever we want to pray. Um, but I want to ask the question, so Kathy, you, you were touching on seeing prayer in the community, but um, just for you guys, Steve and Casey, is there a time where you've, you know that you've prayed, maybe it was for your family or a friend or someone, um, and it was just really evident to you that God was real and that he'd moved in that situation? Um, for me, like having a um, teenage daughter that now drives, knowing the confidence that what we've put into her and but also the fact that God's hand is upon her as she drives is one important thing because I don't lie awake at night wondering if she's going to make it home because I know she's a good driver and I know that God's got his hand on her. And that's a confidence, a prayer, like a, a confidence in who God is. But the ones I've wanted to talk about specifically this morning was in um in our church we in a, the church i used to go to we had a um 
you know, a time when God was moving in healing, which is just one part of prayer. But I remember laying hands, or, or a bunch of us laying hands on my sister-in-law, and she suffered quite severely with, um, what was it again? Huh? Yeah, chronic fatigue, that's right. And um, thanks for the crew. Um, but she, she suffered quite severely with that to the point where, you know, year 12 was really hard for her and she had to get medical this and medical that. But God healed her. And we had the, you know, the, and a couple other people were healed of asthma and different things. And, you know, the newspaper came in and took photos because of this weird thing that was going on in Frankston, you know, which is really cool. And then over the years, like when you see miracles like that, like again, we're in the Solomon Islands on a mission type thing and Tracy and another pastor prayed for this kid who couldn't walk really well. And then I looked a little bit later and he was running around playing soccer. And you know, when you think of Pacific Islands, you think of nice sandy beaches. Well, their beaches are coral, coral beaches. And um, he was running around kicking the, the soccer ball with these other kids. And I said, what's going on? Had a look at his foot and his toes were like completely healed. You know, they were massively infested with whatever. Yeah. And I took myself, went down, had a look at his feet and complete, just like baby skin on that. And I think we, ha we can have a confidence when we lay hands on the sick and when we pray that God will heal, God will set us free and God will protect our kids. You know, there's gonna be times when another time we prayed for a, a stillborn baby and she didn't come back. You know, that's gonna happen. But he does move and he does heal. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, I think for me, in my line of work, working with kids, um, I try to be really intentional about praying for all of the children that I nanny and being intentional about as I walk in, into each home that I'm, I'm hosting the presence of the Lord and that I'm ushering his presence. And part of praying is you get to see God's perspective more and see his heart for people. And, um, and one particular family that I have nannied for nearly a year and a half now, um, who aren't saved, um, the, when I started, the son was quite, you know, a little bit of a handful, um, and just really kind of needing some peace. And so I really, like every single day, as I was driving to work, I'd just begin to pray and sort of just release the peace of the Lord over him. And it was amazing because after months of every day, and while he would nap, I would just put worship music on and just begin to just invite the peace of the Lord into that home. After a few months, his parents came back to me and said how um, his creche teachers had been asking what the difference is. Like, they, all of them were saying that he just seems like a completely different little boy, that he's so calm. He went from being pretty, you know, excited and full on and a bit frustrated to being super tender and peaceful. And I really believe that was the response to, yeah. Yeah, prayer. that's so cool. That's awesome. I was going to ask you, Kathy, because you were talking before and uh, some of the things you were talking about, how God was moving in the community, it's pretty incredible saying that. But I guess what was like, the journey like for you personally where you went from, I guess, just praying um, individually to, to stepping into a, a new authority? Or, I mean, can you unpack that a little bit, what, what it is to... Um, it's... Well, God is so gracious, isn't he? We all know that wherever we're at, 
we have the faith to deal with whatever... Nothing's happening in our world that we don't have faith to deal with. That's what the Bible says. So the journey is is as exciting now as when I began. That's the extraordinary thing. And I've been, um, I think I've been prayer pastor at Bayside for 13 years. And when Rob and Christy asked me to do it, I was like, really? You know, I was just doing what I was doing. And, and uh, they were recognising what I was doing in the community and obviously saw the gift in my life that I didn't know was there. Uh, so it's been a gradual thing, it's, but it's just been continually exciting to keep practising, and it is a practice. It's like you never arrive. You keep practising, you keep stepping out, you get encouraged, you, you do get discouraged, you get tired sometimes, and, uh, but you do need other people too. I have a, a prayer team that I pray with on Friday every week interceding for you and for our church family and our pastors and everything that we're doing in missions. And that is never... Um, it's always exciting. God turns up every week. He takes us in different directions. He takes us to different places. And we walk out of there so built up, so encouraged, so energised. I've also done a lot of prayer ministry. Some of you I may have seen in that situation. And again, I, I marvel at what God does in those times. I see the repeated um, experiences that are negative, that the, um, the world, the enemy, we ourselves bring upon ourselves. And when you see the, um, the disadvantage, it's repetitive. You know, the way the enemy strategizes, he repeats the same things over and over. And it's almost a predictable pattern. If someone tells me this has happened, I can now, will know this behavior will follow. The fruit of it is like we have the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of, of evil is repetitive as well. And yet every single person I pray with and, and with my team, the answer is a creative, individual, specific solution. Every single one. God unlocks, unpackages, and it is unique for that person. So I so want to encourage each one of you. You are absolutely unique. You are absolutely made, hand-picked, hand-put together by God. You have an ability and a capacity to commune and, and talk to him and be loved by him. Every single one of you, God, is no respecter of persons. Don't look at the ones on the pulpit. Don't look at the ones that you think look super spiritual. God has a, a desire to really be intimate and talk and be involved in the, the little and the big in your life. And when you watch someone healed in front of you, you watch their emotions come together, you watch their heart be put back together. And I say to people, this is the best you know, facial you could ever have. People walk out 10 years younger when God has touched and healed and you watch the impossible. And they go out of there ready to live their life the way God created. So I really want to encourage you, there is a solution for every situation in your world. And we're looking up where our help comes from. And if I can just share, I, I don't want to be greedy with the mic, but there's something that God's been showing me lately that I would just so love to share that 
God's ways are higher than the world's way, the Bible says. So I've been picturing my prayers going higher. And you know when you're praying for something, like Steve said, you're praying for healing. And, you know, we've seen it happen sometimes. We may not see it happen. So when we don't, doubt can come in. And whatever you're praying for, we're usually dealing with some doubt as well. Does that make sense? So we've got God's ways that are higher up here. And we've got this doubt in your prayer. And I used to get distressed distracted by the doubt and think oh I'm not doing it well enough I'm not why haven't I got enough faith whatever whatever but Jesus says every knee will bow to my name so I've realized lately that as I'm praying up here to the higher way the doubt's there but it's bowing its knee and he doesn't say to us that it's going to go away he, you know, he doesn't say that doubt will disappear. It's always going to be there. So, but it will bow while you're calling forth up here by faith. That which is doubt is bowing its knee to the name of Jesus. So you're not failing. And you have the mind of Christ completely. Your natural mind leaks. Your natural mind runs out of, you know, you need to renew it daily. So we need to, like, access what's in our spirit. And we need to declare what the word of God is saying. So the mind of Christ is renewing our natural mind. I used to think I had to somehow get there, I think. You know, while I had this doubt and while I wasn't, um, that I wasn't there in faith and I wasn't there in prayer. But now I'm realising that's perfectly fine. That's how God set it up because this side of heaven, we're never going to be perfect. The world's never going to be in place. So I really encourage you, go to those higher places. Don't worry about any doubt or anything that's coming in. You, that will bow its knee. Your job is to believe what you're praying and see it come to pass. And I believe as we actively do these things and then encourage each other, be accountable to each other, tell someone what you're praying for, and then we spur each other on. We're going to see phenomenal miracles in the body of Christ. It is our time. That's great. Very cool. That's so good. And I think, um, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking about how often, if we were to look at the practical aspect of prayer, how, you know, sometimes we have definitions for everything like worship. Now I'm worshipping because I'm singing. Now I'm praising because I've... It's a fast song or, or I'm lifting my voice. Or, but I've found often that those things can overlap. So often I might be listening to some music, some worship music, and then I start to lift my voice and, and I start to praise and then I can go into prayer. And I guess all these things kind of overlap in our spirit. But, but as we learn, I guess, because I've found something that's helped me in prayer because, you know, you can stand there. Just say this morning we had, we had corporate prayer. You can stand there. And one of the things I have found, because often you've got a, something, a phrase that God's put in my spirit lately is you've got to do something to break something off your life. So often prayer, I find, starts with doing something, starts with activating something. So, so the Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So when we do something, when we activate something, when we open our mouth, there's another verse where it says, when you open your mouth, God will fill it. So, you know, often, often I think people in, in church settings, they can look at what we're doing and it can come across as hype. But actually, sometimes what you have to do to step into, uh, into a greater realm of faith is you have to activate your faith and you have to start declaring the word of God saying the name of Jesus. So you might just start with saying the name of Jesus. Jesus, I lift you up in this situation. In my home right now, over my spouse, 
over this relationship. Jesus, I lift you up. And, and, it's, and it's by faith that you're doing it. It's, it's not about it feeling right or sounding like someone else or it doesn't sound like, you know, Kathy when she prays or whatever. It's, it's simply about just saying his name. And, and as Kathy said, as you're doing that, you, 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 you're looking higher. You're choosing to go higher. You're choosing to push through doubt and those things that come against you. And, you know, I think that, I mean, I love prayer. There's so many aspects to it. This morning, I was just going for a walk, just talking to God. And, and I love that aspect to it of just sitting with him, um, chatting with him, going to a quiet place. But I, I love that, that somewhere in, like for me, somewhere in my journey as a Christian, I learned how to pray with authority. And, and that's sort of what we're touching on here, where you go from just kind of throwing up prayers, hoping that maybe one sticks, that you go from there to actually understanding who you are in Christ. And there's a verse that says that we are seated with, with Christ in heavenly places, which is an amazing picture. So the Bible says Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and, and it says that we are seated in heavenly places. And I feel like as we pray, we're praying from a seated position. You know, often we can pray trying to twist God's arm or trying to, trying to just, you know, God, you need to do this. But, but the Bible says that we're seated with him in heavenly places. And so as you just choose on the inside, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to sit down in my heavenly place with you. I'm going to choose to rest and as you do that, you discover your identity in Christ, that you don't have to strive or strain or try and make things happen, but it's in that place of rest. You discover who you are as a child of God, and you discover that you have an authority to pray as well. And so I want to encourage you to just go after that, you know, like as you go to pray for a situation, find that place where you just sit down on the inside and you take that seat and you pray from that place of rest because as you do you'll discover that there's an authority and what we're going to do this morning we're going to take a little bit of time not long we've, we've we're going to wrap up soon but um, I do want to just spend a moment just waiting on God and, and Kathy's going to lead us uh, in a prayer um, I just want to ask if there was just anything else you guys wanted to touch on that you felt to share as we were speaking? Just one last thing for me is that um, there's, <clears throat> when you know that God has touched you, you know that he's real. And when you know that he's real, you know that he's, he's the one that's on top. And ultimately, if we just have that confidence inside of our heart to overcome the doubt so well spoken before, that um, God, even, even though we might pray and we may see answers or we may not, that's not really the point. The point is God you are here for us and have a confidence to know that when we pray, you know, our prayers will be answered and he is looking out for us and he is for us. God is for us. Yeah. And, um, you know, he won't throw us into situations that we can't, you know, we can't overcome or can't win in. Yeah. And I, I think too, just talking about like praying from heaven and um, praying on a higher level, I think that is what prayer is about, is, is God inviting us to see things the way he sees them. And in prayer, like, I mean, whenever we're all faced with challenges, um, and when those challenges come, to, in being honest with God, like, okay, Lord, this is how it feels. 
this is how it feels, this is how it looks, but God, what are you saying? And how do you see it? Like, show me how you see it. And then praying from his perspective. Very good. Very good. Well, we're just going to um, just wait on God just for a minute or two. And uh, we've been doing this a little bit lately. Last week we did it as we were looking at the area of hearing God. And I think it's something really refreshing to do because sometimes it's easy in our worlds just to have no silence. Uh, so we might just wait on God just for a moment. And then, Kathy, if you could just lead us in a prayer that would be great yeah if i could just suggest too as you close your eyes that i've never prayed with steve before but even as i was sharing what i was sharing before he was cheering me on you know and and casey too and aaron we're a team up here working together so when we wait on the lord here it's a corporate waiting your waiting is supporting the person next to you and behind you and you don't know the miracle that is coming to pass so don't worry about how you're feeling just know God is at work and that when I do start to pray you push with me you know some of you may just be ready to rest and sit but others are going to push in and if you feel to 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 say you know to say something to groan whatever just be in the spirit of God together Okay, we are a team. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are sovereign, that you are all-knowing, that you are present everywhere, all-knowing, all-hearing, all-seeing. You know everything about us, every hair on our head. You care for us. You love us. You created us. You formed us in our mother's womb. You chose the day that we would be born and you've chosen the day that we will go home to be with you. Father, we desire as the people, as your people, 
Father, to walk in truth, to walk in love, to walk in peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, we thank you for your peace right now, descending like a dove on every shoulder. Your peace, peace, peace like a river that flows from the throne room of grace releasing all anxiety, releasing all worry, fatigue, concern, pain, suffering, emotion, emotional damage, mental stress, relational stress, your peace, your peace. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And we thank you, Father, that out of a heart of peace, we hear your voice and we will not follow another. You've created us for relationship. You desire to speak to us. You desire to hear from us. And Father, where we have neglected this privilege, we ask your forgiveness. And we choose to repent, we choose to turn around, we choose to draw near to you this morning. And your word says that when we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. We welcome you and thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are refreshing us, refreshing your people as we lift our hands and our heart and our eyes to heaven in the realm of the spirit lord you are releasing gifts you're releasing truth understanding solutions answers father touching your people touching your people touching your people touching your people you are a relational god you're not far off you're not distant you are personal and you care for us we thank you, we thank you, we praise you, we, we value, we love your presence. We love your presence. We love your presence. We appreciate the touch of heaven, heaven invading earth. Heaven, heaven, heaven on earth is what the Bible is promising us that we will be carriers of your peace and that it is transferable just like Casey said that little boy received peace because she transferred it she carried it and she gave away what she was freely given so father we choose Lord God not to lock ourselves up not to hold tight to what you've given but father to hold it loosely father god to have open hands and open heart to hear your voice to move in obedience to be radical in our lifestyle radical with our smiles and our generosity and our encouragement and our time father god you are a generous god you've given us everything in jesus we have all that we need, all that we need, all that we need. And we will be, Father, uh, you know, we are going to be a radical people who radically give, who radically love, who radically run the race set before them. We are excited to be in your house. We're excited to be in your kingdom. We're excited to be in the place that you have positioned us to be. 
and we're going to live life to the full, to the full. Father, I thank you for joy bubbling up right now from people's bellies, from their spirit. Bubble, bubble, bubble. Joy like a river, bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling, 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 bubbling. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is our strength and we access it. We access it by letting it bubble up. It is truth that the joy of the Lord is our strength in his presence right now is fullness of joy hallelujah and we will not shun the manifestations of your spirit Lord God we will not question with our logical mind father what is going on but we will embrace father we will embrace your ways that are higher than the world's ways hallelujah 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 and we speak right now to those circumstances that are difficult in our world and we say you will bow your knee where two or more are gathered you you lord are in the midst when we agree on earth it is done in heaven one sends a thousand to flight two ten thousand see whatever it is bowing its knee by faith that is the commodity that pleases god hallelujah i thank you that things are shifting right now right now they are shifting in the realm of the spirit hallelujah 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 we thank you that blessing is raining down from heaven hallelujah and we again receive it by faith we receive the answers by faith we receive it hallelujah those that need healing in their body just reach your arms up and receive by faith hallelujah hallelujah not by power or might this is by your spirit hallelujah 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 if you need to lift your hands for someone else hallelujah intercede practice practice put your hands up on behalf of someone else and watch the hand of god move hallelujah 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 oh we thank you we praise you we glorify you we magnify you you are our amazing wonderful hallelujah heavenly father hallelujah we're going to stand and we're going to praise we're going to give all glory to god hallelujah hallelujah i encourage you to stand up and praise hallelujah hallelujah praise he inhabits the praises of his people praise breaks through i tell you it breaks through and you're praising not just for yourself but you are praising for your brothers and sisters to see them conquer we are more than conquerors through jesus christ who strengthens us nothing is impossible for us for with our god hallelujah hallelujah we're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and we are cheering you on lord we are believing we are a people who believe hallelujah hallelujah praise you praise you praise you make a joyful noise i encourage you hallelujah oh glory jesus come on hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 
Thank you, Lord. Oh, we praise you. We praise you. And we are going to give you all the glory when we hear good reports, answered prayer, things shifting at Frankston, in schools, in work situations, relationships, Father. You've got every prayer that everyone has prayed this morning in the prayer bowl. And we thank you as we continue to thank you for those things, that you are going to pour it out in your time. Hallelujah, because your timing is perfect. Perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We pray in your perfect and wonderful name. Amen. Very cool. Wow. Hey, I just want to encourage you as well. I just got this word um, as we we're praying, just to stay seated. Um, not, you don't have to sit down, we're going to close the service. But, you know, I just feel often, you know, as I was sharing before about we're seated with Christ in heavenly places, I kind of saw this picture of someone coming to church and sitting down in their heavenly seat. And now church is over, so I'll, I'll get up. And, and we have moments where we'll sit in our identity. But I just felt like God was saying, as you go today, stay seated. Stay seated in who you are in Christ. Stay seated in the knowledge that He is for you. You, have, you can pray with authority because God is for you, not against you. The cross is God saying, I'm for you, despite your sin or your circumstance. That's God saying, what I did is enough for you, and you're worthy enough to pray. You're worthy enough to stay seated in my presence. And, and, and I just want to, I want to encourage you that as you go about your day, you know, things will try and come at you, but just say, you know what, I'm going to stay seated on the inside. I'm going to stay seated in Christ. So, Father, we just thank you for this, uh, for this morning, Lord God. We just we seal these words. Holy Spirit, I trust that you've spoken to us and that people have heard truth this morning. And so we just thank you uh, that your word says that, that, that truth sets us free, Lord God. We so, so we thank you for freedom this morning. Uh, we just thank you that as we share a meal together, Lord God, that everyone is welcome uh, to eat today. We pray that you will bless this food to our bodies in Jesus' name. Amen.